This call is being recorded. Good morning. Thank you for calling to Claire Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning, the Eva Miranda. Yes, he is. Good morning, Yvonne. God is good all the time. Thank you for calling. She asked you, how was you this morning? Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. I'm doing well. Thank you, Yvonne. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Diane. She said good morning. Oh, awesome. I'm glad to hear that. Good morning, Diane. And I heard a few other people. I'm this sorry. is Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. And of course, good morning, valuable. <laughs> good morning, Mona. <laughs> Our girl about to get. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. This is Monica. Good morning, Monica. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Thanks. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Victory family. This is Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? This is Mia Rigel. Good morning, Mia. Happy Wednesday. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Happy Wednesday. Thanks. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I didn't catch your name. I'm sorry. Oh, Kedra? Mm-hmm. Okay, good morning. For some, I, I don't know if it, I'm having trouble with my phone or not. Um, but good morning, Kedra. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Good morning. This is Lisa Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. And I heard one more. Carla. Good morning, Carla. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. 
Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who's on the line? Good morning. This is Amelia. Good morning, Amelia. Happy Wednesday, Amelia. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to join us daily in April for the monthly theme entitled Expectation. You don't want to miss the messages, teachings, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declares. You will definitely be blessed. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Next, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. We thank you in advance for your gift. Please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or Cash App which is dollar sign, I declare victory. Again, that's dollar sign, I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests from the app. Uh, However, I'd like to ask the Declare Victory family to please lift up my family, the Green family today. Today is my grandmother's funeral. Thank you. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be done by Bernice. The declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be done by Bernice. Declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture today is Philippians chapter 3, verse 20. We, however, 
are free citizens of heaven, and we are waiting with longing expectation for the coming from heaven of a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to Bernice. Have a blessed day. Father, in the name of Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, we come once again to establish our legal right and we take dominion, knowing we have the authority and we declare victory. We come in the name of our resurrected Jesus, whose we are and who we serve, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Spirit of the living God, we welcome you to this place of intercession, acknowledging your presence. You said that where two or three are gathered together, you are in the midst, and what an honor it is to have you here with us. We come today with petitions and requests, knowing that anything we agree upon as touching you will surely do, and we thank you for it. We come expecting, for this is the day the day that you have made and we're going we're rejoicing in it and we're glad humbly we come asking you for to forgive us before we pray therefore we release any anger and bad feelings resentment or any other wrong attitude before you now we lay at your feet and we release and forgive those who have wronged us you know our hearts and we ask you to open a door that we can enter into where peace resides. And we ask those who have wronged us to forgive us. And we come expecting. We declare victory. If I shut up the heavens and there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. We come expecting, Father, in the name of Jesus. And we declare victory. Jehovah Rapha, you the God who heal. We lift up the green family today, oh God. We know that you have sent your Holy, the Holy Spirit to comfort, and we ask that you comfort them in this time. And we, oh, fathers, we pray that they will hear your voice and that they will know exactly what to do and what to say. And help us, oh, Father God, to, to be prayerful today while they're going, while they're um, during their service. This we ask you for in Jesus Christ's name. And we declare victory, our God, our rock, in whom we take refuge, our shield, and the horn of our salvation, our stronghold, our Savior. You save us from violence. You save us from disease. For we are covered under the blood of Jesus, and we call upon you, Lord, who is worthy to be praised. And we are saved from our enemies. Father of love, regarding the poor and the hungry and those who, who need shelter, oh God. Help them and give them places to sleep and shield them from the elements of darkness, giving them food. Heal them from the ways of the world. Give your labors the power of your word and to bring to them even in this place of shelter in place, oh God. Let their voices ring 
um, speak loudly of the of your word and help them to be creative and finding ways to help them, to help others in any way possible. Increase to in, help to increase your kingdom and bring your message to prisons and halfway houses and shelters and group homes. Father, we just thank you. Father of love, bless the family, the people that are on this line, but they, for they love you, oh God. Bless them exceedingly abundantly above all that they can ask or think. We declare victory for unsaved loved ones. Open their spiritual eyes. Give them ears to hear. Help them to understand better your word, O oh God. If they've never heard it before, O oh God, make sure that there are people in place to give them to them, give it to them simply. Give them faith to believe. Give them the will to respond. Send people into their lives to witness to them abundantly. Father, give us ways to build caring relationships. Allow us to see when there are opportunities to witness and give us boldness to do so. Father in heaven, set them free from, from captivity in the name of Jesus. We declare victory for marriages. We come into agreement and we lift up marriages. We come expecting, oh God. In Romans 5 and 5, it tells us that love is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Father in heaven, you are love and dwell within us. Make love in the marriage of our families and friends. Make it a let, let people see who they are and let them be a witness, oh Father, in the name of Jesus. And we declare that love is ex is expressing its fullness. Where there is not peace in the marriage, we pray that all bitterness, wrath, bad temper, slander, abuse, name calling be removed from these marriages. We break the power of these things in Jesus' name. Now, Holy Spirit, we know that you produce in the lives of all of us the fruit of the Spirit. Let it be seen openly in the marriage covenant, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, so that those who don't know you will know the power of your love. Husbands, love your wife as Jesus loved the church, and wives, in the same way, submit yourself to your husband, so that even if they refuse to believe the word, they will be won over without words by your behavior when they see your pure and reverent demeanor. What a time as shelter in place to show this in the name of Jesus. And we come, we come expecting. We declare victory for our children and family. Spirit of the living God, we come in agreement with our children, all children, as they grow, guide and protect them while they sleep, and capture angels about them. Give them courage and give them inspiration. Give them the right attitude as they start their day. Father, anchor their souls and cover them with your full protection. Encourage parents to pray to protect them. Let the let the children see their parents in prayer. Let the the uh, the parents pray to protect them from dangers seen and unseen. Father, break, breathe the light. Is we breathe breath into the family and let there be nothing to obstruct the foundation. Restore everything in our families that is broken. Heal broken hearts. 
Mend them with a love so strong that it can never be broken again. Cut away all things that interrupt, interfere, cause distractions uh, in the family time and, and offer whether they offer no resistance. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for all things working together for our good. We thank you. Let the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable unto you. And we praise you. And as we take our phones off of mute, oh, Father God, we know that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords, that you are the Prince of peace. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lord Jesus, our Father and our God. Come before you humble in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All the Yes. 
And you do your will out of the love that you have placed in our hearts. Lord, create in us. Hallelujah, Dion, if you're speaking, we can't hear you. 
Hey, man, can you hear me now? I'm sorry. Yes, we can. Awesome, awesome. Good morning, God morning, great morning. And happy Wednesday to everyone. Uh, thank God for another opportunity to get this thing called life right. Thank God for each of you, valuable. Thank you uh, for your amazing hosting and greeting as always. And um, to my sister Bernice, thank you for uh, taking us before the throne this morning. I praise God for you. Uh, today is our wait while we wait. Wednesday. And um, for those of you that are unfamiliar, uh, it is the day that we have set aside specifically for fasting and for prayer for uh, us and developing a cultivated culture of communing with God consistently um, that we might hear from him on a different level. And so this morning, uh, I implore you, for those of you that are not regular fasters, um, to join us uh, as we begin to um, glean from the Father during the course of the day from the hours of uh, 6 a.m. until 5 p.m. We actually connect right back here at this line. Um, have a couple of quick announcements, nothing major. Diane, it's good to see you back. <laughs> Hopefully you got my text message on last night. I'm praying that you are feeling better uh, than you were the last time that we spoke. Um, <laughs> amen. Um, so a couple of really quick announcements. There are some shifts taking place. Um, I had mentioned that a little bit earlier this month. Uh, I was just kind of waiting for instruction in the process, and I've, I've gotten some um, definitive instruction, so I'm excited about what God is doing. Um, there will be a different level of exposure. Um, some new people from different coasts, different regions have been added to uh, the lineup, and I believe that it's going to be empowering to all of us. Um, real quick reminder, somebody's phone is not currently on mute. If you would be kind enough, uh, you're piddling in the kitchen, sounds like anyway. Uh, if you'd be kind enough to check, double check, and triple check your line to ensure uh, that uh, we have continuity uh, on the line. Um, I am excited to share, but I'm more excited about the days to come as I believe all of us recognize that there has been a supernatural reset and realignment in this season. And prayerfully, you've been using this time uh, with wisdom in an effort to gain some clarity, some objectivity as it relates to the things of God and um, the reign and the rule of God in your own personal life. Um, again, prayerfully, it has been um, a resetting even of the allocation of your resources and or finances. I'm, I'm prayerful that you've been sowing uh, in good ground as uh, the days have transpired. I think we are approaching uh, nearing our 40th day uh, and that in and of itself and its significance is pretty amazing to me. Um, I, I'm also very prayerful that 
during this time, it's given you an opportunity to recognize the value of relationship and connection. Uh, I'm prayerful that um, for those of you that have had aught internally with family members and loved ones and and are dealing with um, some pieces of unforgiveness as we have watched people um, go on to be in glory. Uh, I'm very hopeful that you have considered uh, the costs of not being connected in places that perhaps you should have been. But more than anything, just settled in your spirit with um, being refreshed and revived and renewed and and finding value in things that are valuable and releasing things that are not necessarily uh, as valuable as perhaps you had deemed them in times past. This has been a a great uh, season of clarity, um, a season of prioritizing and um, revisiting some things. And, and I'm very hopeful that even for those that are business uh, savvy and or have a, a business mindset that you've been paying attention um, to the climate as it relates to your future. And so that being said, um, the Lord has given me a couple of different things this morning that I'm going to share with you. I'm going to jump around uh, a bit in the word and tie some things together uh, that hopefully you'll be able to use at a later date. Uh, for those of you that um, may be new to the call, we welcome you. For those of you that have been around a while, uh, I am hopeful that even this time of our breakfast of champions or our tithe on the day, as we like to call it, has been useful and has given you some gainful tools uh, to employ for your own life in a practical way. So um, again, first giving honor to God, um, who absolutely has been my sovereign, and this time has been um, pretty amazing for me. Uh, It's not not a new season or a new time. Uh, Didi actually sent me my good quarantine shirt. Uh, that moment you realize your lifestyle is a quarantine. And uh, I didn't necessarily understand while the Lord was pushing me into this place. But I'm so grateful um, this morning for obedience. I'm grateful uh, that the word says, let he who has an ear hear what the spirit is saying to the church. And I'm I'm very, very thankful uh, for my inner ear in this season. It has served me very well. Uh, while I fought and kicked and screamed, uh, here we are, and I get it. I totally get it. That moment where things in life that seemed obscure or strange or peculiar, those moments when those things make sense. So I'm going to be sharing this morning um, from the book of Matthew. I'm going to read a very particular passage prior to going into um, the text that I'm going to use today uh, for the lesson. Um, and, and that particular text is Matthew, the 11th chapter, Matthew 11 and 27. Here is a great place um, to take notes if you are a note taker. Um, great place to take notes. This is something that the Lord showed me um, a couple of months ago, a girlfriend of mine, um, one of my covenant partners in prayer and in fasting. And we were, were looking at this text 
And then you guys know, if you don't know anything else, I'm going to take a story and kind of tie all of it together. But this passage um, is powerful on so many levels, simply because it speaks to the reality that uh, we will never be revealed to the father until the son reveals us to him. So this this passage reads as such, all things have been committed to me by my father. This is Jesus speaking. Uh, No one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and those who the son has chosen to reveal him. Right. Those who the son has chosen to reveal him. So in other words, uh, until the son reveals you to the father, um, you are not considered or deemed his until he says, here's this one right here. Here's this one who's seeking after me, who is chasing after me, who is trusting for uh, revelation from me. Uh, and I can trust him with my father. I'm going to read it again. All things have been committed to me by my father. No one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and those to whom the son chooses to reveal him. And so my prayer for you this morning is that the father, uh, is uh, exposed to who you are via the sun. That's my prayer. My prayer is that your heart be so steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord in such a way that the sun deems you worthy to be revealed to the father. Um, the other week I was, um, I, I had been saying it prior to uh, this coronavirus, I said I was going to uh, go outside and turn over, my grandmother used to call it, I'd turn over uh, my garden and and um, I had built a planter during the course of Josiah's illness. And, and I remember in that season, uh, my money was funny. I was concerned about um, being able to make ends meet. I was frustrated because uh, it was the beginning of a crisis. It was the beginning of my quarantine. This was in 2016. And and um, I didn't know how bills were going to be paid. At this time, I had lost my job or I had to leave my job because I had to come home and care for my, my ailing child. And Uh, I didn't know where money was coming from. I didn't know uh, really from one moment to the next what was going to transpire. I was um, fearful, fretful, and and this is just being honest, uh, right in the middle of the will of God. But it was my own personal coronavirus. It was my own personal experience with um, calamity and trial and test and tribulation. It was uh, my own reset and separation from things that were familiar and regular and normal to me. It was the beginning of a realignment that would be gruesome in nature in such a way that it made me have to rethink everything. And I would go outside and I would look at this uh, piece of land. And uh, as a a girl, my grandmother always had a garden. I don't, don't remember her not having a garden. She had a bit of a green thumb, as does my mother. 
And I would I would look at this piece of land and I remember um saying I sure wish can somebody Amen. And I remember saying to myself, I, I wish that I was going to be able to stay here, quote unquote, because I plant a garden right over there. And I remember just as clear as a bell, the Holy Spirit said, uh, Dion, plant the garden. And I'm thinking to myself, plant the garden. Well, Lord, my money is funny. I'm, uh, you know, my my baby is sick. I'm, I'm thinking maybe we're going to end up having to move. And he said to me, no, ma'am, plant the garden. And so here it is. I plant this garden. And um, I remember those moments being moments of solace. They were moments that I could go outside. At the time, uh, I had a baby monitor that I would watch Josiah on because, mind you, um, they had told me that we would, quote unquote, make him comfortable until he perished. And so I didn't know from one moment to the next if I was going to uh, come back in the house and my baby not be breathing or living anymore. And so um, that garden was the place that I, I watered with my tears, literally. And so uh, here in this season, while this uh, quarantina business is going on, <laughs> uh, I was looking at the garden because, of course, it's been a few years um, and I, I did it uh, two years in a row. Last year, I did not plant. Uh, but this year, I said, I'm going to go ahead and build this garden. So I go outside to turn over the garden. And, you know, because time has passed, there are leaves and uh, candy wrappers from the kids and um, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I'm thinking to myself now, nobody deliberately put any of this in the ground, but it is still present. There are places that are hard and rocky. And so I have to take a hoe and break up the stones and there some kind of way are rocks in this parcel. And so I, I pull the rocks out of the parcels and um, and I prepare the ground for planting. And so I'm going to I'm going to read a little bit of a passage from Matthew, the 13th chapter. And uh, I promise I'm going to tie all of this up. And so 13, it'll be a little lengthy, but I promise it'll bless you. I'm reading from uh, from the message version, uh, just so it'll read like a story. And at about the same time, Jesus left the house and sat on the beach. In no time at all, the crowd gathered along the shoreline, forcing him to get in to the boat. Quarantine, personal, intentional quarantine. Using the boat as a pulpit, he addressed the congregation, telling stories. What do you make of this? A farmer planted seed and he scattered the seed. Some of it fell on the road and the birds ate it. Some of it fell to the gravel and it sprouted quickly, but it did not put down roots. So when the sun came up, it withered just as quickly. Some fell into the weeds as it came up and was strangled by the weeds. Some fell on good earth and produced a harvest beyond its wildest dreams. Now, are you listening? I mean, like really, really listening. 
And so then the disciples asked a question. They said, uh, why do you tell stories? And he replied, listen, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. Not everybody has this gift nor this insight. It has been given to them. Whenever someone has a ready heart for this, the insight and understandings flow freely. But if there is no readiness, any trace of receptivity soon disappear. That's why I tell stories to create readiness and to nudge people toward receptive insight. In their present state, they can stare until doomsday and still not see it. Listen until they're blue in the face and still not get it. I don't want Isaiah's forecast repeated all over again. Your ears are open, but you don't hear anything. Your eyes are awake, but you do not see anything. The people are blockheads. They stick their fingers in their ears so they won't have to listen. They screw their eyes shut so they won't have to look. So they won't have to deal with me face to face and let me heal them. But you have God-blessed eyes, eyes that see, and God-blessed ears, ears that hear. A lot of people, prophets and humble believers among them, would have given anything to see what you are seeing, to hear what you are hearing, but never had a chance. And so it continues to say, study this story of the farmers planting seeds. When anyone hears news of the kingdom and doesn't take it in, it just remains on the surface. So the evil one comes along and plucks it up out of that person's heart. That is the seed that the farmer scattered on the road. The seed cast in the gravel. This is the person who hears and instantly responds with enthusiasm. But there is no soil of character. And so when the emotions wear off and some difficulties arise, there's absolutely nothing to show for it. The seed cast in the weeds is the person who hears the kingdom news, but weeds of worry and illusions about, to, uh, about getting more and wanting everything under the sun strangle what was heard and nothing comes from it. However, the seed cast on good earth is the person who hears and takes in the news and produces a harvest beyond their wildest dreams. And so he says he told another story. God's kingdom is like a farmer who plants good seed in his field. That night, while his hired hand, uh, hired men were sleeping, his enemy sowed thistles all through the wheat and slipped away before dawn. When the first green shoots appeared and the grain began to form, the thistles showed up too. 
Uh, I'm going to stop right there. Uh, I want to ask if we plant you, what will grow? What is the expectation of uh, you being planted? What will uh, shoot up? Will you be strangled out? Will you be burned up by the fire? Or will you produce a harvest that absolutely blows your mind. This is a season of planting. This is a season of watering and soon comes the season of harvest. As I uh, dug through the ground to prepare the land for the planting and I pulled up the rocky places and I pulled up old root systems because there had been a garden there in the past. Some things had been planted there in the past and what I noticed and realized is that some old roots had dried up and began to mat. They began to um, kind of bundle together and so I found myself with the forking tool, breaking up those old root systems, pulling them out, because what I didn't want to happen is these new plants, these new seeds to be strangled by old root systems takes a while because you have to let the dirt settle for a day or two before you can go out and weed through some more because how many of us know that there are things in our heart that have a tendency to hide in the soil of our spirit, in the soil of our soul, in the soil of our mind, in the soul of our habits, in the soul uh, and the places, uh, the corridors of our heart that have been sitting there dormant and collecting things as we have life experience and life expectancy. How many of you know that there's a possibility that there are things deeply rooted in the soil that if you don't use an extraction tool, uh, it has the potential to kill uh, uh, fresh plants? And so as I uh, began to plan out the garden, the amazing part is you have to consider what you're planting and the space that it will require. You have to consider the expectation of the harvest. And if you plant them too close, uh, my grandmother used to tell me, if you plant them too close, one will strangle out the other and begin to overtake the plant uh, that you want to produce fruit. So in my, my little bed, I have some string beans and some greens and some peppers and some bell peppers. But what I know about squash and zucchini and cucumbers is they take a whole bunch of your bed. And so I was very careful uh, to make sure that I broke everything up effectively in an effort to give everything its proper room. If we plant you uh, what will you produce? If we plant you, uh, do you have the proper uh, footing and or spacing uh, to produce the greatest harvest? And so I started thinking about it. And as I was digging uh, this morning, every morning I, I get up and I go water. I remember when I had abandoned the bed, that, that's what I call it. I had kind of uh, walked away from it because it's a lot of work. It's a huge commitment. Uh, but then the Holy Spirit started to remind me that it was a parallel of how people live. We, we have a great idea, sometimes not a God idea, but if I know nothing else about gardening, which I did not realize as a girl, uh, it has much to do with uh, building relationship. One of the things I know about plants is if you don't take care of them, uh, they die. If you don't water them, if you don't weed them, if you don't nurture them, uh, they don't thrive. They don't produce uh, 
uh, additional greenery. If you leave them in a certain place too long, they are uh, usually consumed. Their roots don't have a place to grow out. So I've been very cognizant for the last uh, couple of weeks of making sure that every day I go outside and if I see something growing up that doesn't belong there, I immediately pluck it up. It reminds me of this story. It reminds me of how the disciples questioned Jesus and said, why do you use stories? Why do you uh, tell us things in quote unquote parables? There are things on the inside of you, and if you listen to and or read this story in and of itself, I'm sure that there will be moments and times and seasons where you can remember being not so deeply rooted. You can remember being uh, pretty superficial and or surface and experiencing a potential burnout or experiencing life and situations strangling out that which God had planted uh, you in, those scenarios where Right now, we are in a situation where we're in quarantine. And so for some of you that perhaps have not uh, figured out how to make ends meet, you haven't gotten your stimulus check yet, you are still full of worry and fear and fret and anguish. Isn't it amazing how God will give you a precursor if you let him? What I, what I found out through uh, doing this season of gardening is that obedience is better than sacrifice. Had I not experienced the last season of planting, um, had I not experienced the last season of complete calamity, and though it may not have been calamity for you, it was my own personal corona scenario. It was my own personal tragedy. It was my own personal pandemic. It was my own personal moment of uncertainty and unsurety. And the news broadcaster was me. The news, the anchor hand at that moment was me. And whatever I decided to put in the atmosphere was what I experienced. And so in this season of planting and tending to the garden, the Holy Spirit would speak to me plainly and say, Dion, don't you understand that if you plant good seed and good soil, there has to be harvest. Right now you are in the very flower bed of your future. There is something right now that is growing on the inside of you that if you allow God uh, to be the farmer, if you allow him to be the tiller, he will begin to show you the rocks in your garden. He will begin to assist you in weeding out things that had grown up unwanted, things that had uh, been strangling out your uh, fruit for the distance, the things that had been keeping you from going all in, the things that have kept you from having a mass harvest. My grandmother was so great at gardening. I I remember uh, I would look at that field and sometimes I remember being a kid and thinking to myself, it is impossible that uh, all of this that she's doing, I'm looking at this weedy grass, I'm looking at this brown, ridiculous soil. And she would go outside and water the blank soil before she ever planted anything. How many of you know that uh, in order for your heart to be softened, there are some areas that you need the power of water, the power of the spirit of God to for real go in and prepare your ground because if you plant something too soon and there are still stony places, there are still weedy places, I assure you that by the time it's all over, that particular plant will die. I can even use uh, this as an example. 
I, I call myself trying to use a piece of the ground that was still stony. And I had a couple of additional plants. I need you to get this because <laughs> I didn't even realize it at the time, but the Holy Spirit allowed me to see that they could not survive in that atmosphere. They couldn't survive in that rocky, stony place. They couldn't survive in the place that had not been tilted or moistened or watered down effectively. There are places in our hearts, there are places in our soul that we literally need the Holy Spirit to dig up and uproot. So I want to ask you a question. Uh, What is it that you still need to dig up? What is it that threatens the life and the thrive of your garden? Is it unforgiveness? Right? Is it bitterness or anger? Is it the lust of the flesh or the lust of the eye? What is it that's in your garden that has the potential to overtake your garden? You guys remember me telling the story about the plant that my mom allowed to to build a root system in the original plant. And by the time it was all said and done, the, the weed or the wild plant, the airborne issue had taken over what she planted or what she had purchased the plant on purpose right? It had taken it over and killed the original plant. Do you not know uh, that unforgiveness will kill your garden? Do you not know that relationship that God keeps nudging you even now as we are in the middle of a quote unquote crisis? He has you at home so that you can till your land and water your land prior to planting for the next season of your life. Do you know that in this tragedy or pandemic, as people would call it, uh, there's not going to be a harvest immediately. I got to wait. I got to till that land. I got to do the work. I got to go outside every single day. And uh, I came in the house the other day. And what I realized is I had been bitten up and I do mean bitten up. I had mosquito bites everywhere, but it's the cost of doing business in a garden. It's the cost of having a harvest later. The mosquito bites won't last long, but at the end of the day, as long as I go out, till the land, some things have to be cut back. There are pieces that die in the interim. Uh, I've, I've noticed that even some of the green plants didn't survive the transplant. Right. So I had to take them out because what I don't want is dead root systems in my garden. What dead root systems are you still in need of pulling out and pulling up? What old systems that hadn't worked for you in the last season are threatening the produce or the expectation of the produce in this next season? I have some strawberries that that I put in a bed uh, and they're already beginning to blossom. They're already beginning to bear fruit. Now, the the crazy part is I won't be able to eat that first batch. I got to let them, uh, I got to cut it back and let them grow again, right? And so that being said this morning, what is the expectation considering if, if in fact, and I'm, I'm going to give you something for a later date, if in fact there is a shortage of harvesters as a relate of, uh, quote unquote, as my grandmother would probably call it, the COVID, as a result of the COVID, 
Um, had you even considered if you're in a position and, and there's really not really a reason that you can't have a garden, even in an apartment complex, even in the trailer park. Um, now, if you live in your car, that may, may be a little bit more difficult, but it's doable. But had you considered planting a garden, I, I double dog dare you this morning. Um, as we are building new habits, new habits of uh, not roaming about, not being busy, not marthing life away, not uh, over exacerbating ourselves with our objectives and our agendas as God is redefining, realigning and resetting us. Had you considered planting a garden, not just for the harvest that it will produce, but considering we are considered parcels of land. We are uh, considered pilgrims uh, on a, a mass journey, and there are things that we learn by the massive irrigation system of the kingdom, right, of being planted uh, from the heavens to the earth, knowing that we aren't from this kingdom. But there are so many things that I've learned if that garden is not properly watered, if it's not properly tended to, if it's not uh, uh, some old systems aren't properly uprooted, I have a chance of losing uh, the harvest. And that is the case in the kingdom. If, in fact, you're not doing the work to till your own personal uh, parcel, your own heart, your own mind, uh, your own acts and deeds in your body, if you are not mindful of caring for that as a farmer or a tender of this parcel, knowing that God the Father is the actual uh, farmer and we are the land. If whatever he planted in you, what is the expectation? When people come to my garden, when people come to uh, uh, the plants and the trees that I have on the inside of me, my expectation is that they walk away with enough to sustain them for that day. My expectation is that when they bite what I've produced, that there's a, a, a sweet flavor, that there is a quality and it's not full of bugs. There's a, a scripture a little further on that talks about you can tell the tree by the fruit that it bears. And if they bite into you, will it be wormy? God forbid, if they bite into you, will they come up with a bitter taste in their mouths? If they bite into you, what will be the experience? Will they uh, recommend you to their friends? Will they say, child, uh, I love pink lady apples. I love the combination of the sweet and the uh, sour. And there are some pink lady apples that they only have at Sprouts. Oh my God. Or golden delicious apples. Those are one of Tanya's favorite. No, not golden delicious. Them yellow apples. I forgot what they're called. Um, nevertheless, you'd have to ask yourself some questions for real. Um, if somebody experiences you, what, what will that look like? They come to your right. garden. What will they walk away with? So I'll leave you with that this morning as we prepare to go into the discussion of love, life, and victory. You have an amazing opportunity right now. 
you have an opportunity um, to translate uh, everything that you've been through, everything that you've experienced in times past in this season, you have an opportunity to reset. You have an opportunity to till your land. You have an opportunity to grow in areas that you had not grown in that you may not have even observed. You have an opportunity not to uh, grow up in thistles or not to grow up in thorns. You have an opportunity not to grow up in stony places and to reevaluate and reassess some things. I didn't want to be preachy today at all. I wanted us to really look at what we have an opportunity to experience as God begins to transition us. Um, my encouragement today is that you transition well. Um, and with that said, We'll walk into our good mornings. So you may have joined the call a little bit late, didn't have an opportunity to say good morning. You can do so at this time. Is there anyone? Hi, good morning. My name is Tiffany. I'm happy to be on this call, ladies. Amen. It's ladies and gents, Tiffy, but <laughs> we are so glad to have you. Who invited you? Uh, my friend Nia, she invited me um, to the call. Awesome. Well, we are happy to have you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. God Thank bless you. you. Amen. Good morning, Dion. It's pretty. Hey, pretty. Good morning. Awesome decoration this morning. Amen. Thank you, sis. Hey, mom. Hey, D. Hi, mama. Good morning. Hey, Who said hey, D? Who was that? Demetriana. Hi. I was going to say that sounded like Didi, but you, you sound heck of chipper. Good morning, sis. Hey, hey, good morning, top of the morning to you as well. Hey, thank you, hey. um, Sister Dion. Amen. Amen. Good morning, hey, Sister. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, good morning yeah. Sabrina. Hey, good morning. Happy good morning. to be a partner. Krishanda. Hey, Krishanda girl. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mrs. Barbara. Hey, Miss B. Good morning. Good morning. Thank good you morning. for your. Hey, Bernice. Good morning. Who else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Priscilla. Hey, Priscilla. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, Gloria. Hey, Catherine. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Dion. Morning, Victory family. This hey, Michelle. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's it's hard with a hundred and some folks on the phone to say <laughs> to say good morning, but you better get it in. Good morning. Good morning, good morning Victory family. Hey, good morning, Leisha. Good morning. Uh who was that? Pam. Hi, Pam. Good morning. Good morning. Love y'all. Love you back. Yeah. Good morning, Barbara Lodi. God bless everyone today. Barbara Lodi. Yo, 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 bro. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Good morning, Jubilant. Hey, Jubilant. Good morning. Good morning, Declare Victory. Good morning, Dion. Hey, good morning. Who's that? Denise. I was going to say, is that Denise? It sounded like you. <laughs> Amen. Good morning. Beautiful declaration. Amen. Praise God. 
Good morning, Good morning. Good morning, daughters. Miss D. Hey, Miss D. Good morning. Good morning, morning Dion. Hey, Deidre. Good morning. I heard somebody else. Who was that? Gloria. Hey, hey girl. girl. Good morning, Gloria. Good morning, sis. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Good morning, more. family. Good morning. This is Leolia. Hey, Leolia, girl. How are you? <laughs> I'm amazing. You are. You are. <laughs> I agree. Amen. God be praised. Everyone have a beautiful day. You do the same. Thank you. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Who is that? That's a little person. Jamila. <laughs> oh, why you sound like one of the children? I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I heard I heard another man. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. I ain't talking about at your house. Mute your phone, Riri. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Amen. Good morning, everyone. This is Tasan. Hey, Tasan. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning, family. Good morning, Monique. Good morning. Hey, Andrea. Hey, Mo. Good morning, guys. Good morning, it's Kathy. Good morning, y'all. It's April. Hi, Kathy. Hi, April. April, you sound like you're under the kitchen sink. Good morning, Natasha. Hey, Tosh. Good morning. I hear you little people. I hear them twins. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Hi, kids. Amen. Anybody else before we move forward? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You know what, Tan? Tan, you can drown some y'all. I'm going to say something. Hey, Bishop. Who said that? I I said, hey, Bishop. Mm. Don't be saying that. Good good morning to everyone. Praise the Lord. Good morning, Bishop. Good morning, Bishop. Good morning, Bishop. I like that, Bishop. You know what? The spirit did not, did flesh and blood reveal that to you? You know what? Not not at all. (laughs) It's confirmation. That's heck of funny. Amen. Anybody else before we go into the discussion? Good morning, good morning. Good morning, this is Jeff G. Hey, Jeff G. Great morning. morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Y'all as well. Amen. Amen, guys. Um, So we'll go ahead and go into the discussion. Anybody have any questions, comments, or commentary? Good morning, Dion. It's hey, pretty. pretty. Good morning. So, um, I goes to um, Walmart on Saturday uh-huh. to get some weed killer because I was in the backyard as well. Yes. I have concrete though, right? Mm-hmm. And I have some plants back there, and weeds were growing on the wall. So I said, "Let me get the weed killer so that I can kill the weeds that are on the wall." Mm-hmm. And I saw some 
planter seeds, some garden seeds that I didn't know that they had. And I was like, ooh, I saw tomatoes and mm-hmm. spinach and cucumbers. And, mm-hmm. and I started to grab. I said, I am going to plant me a garden. I'm going to get a planter box. Mm-hmm. And I am going to start a garden, even mm-hmm. if I don't have grass. Mm-hmm. That's good. So That's that good. is confirmation, my dear. Also, um, God has put some things in my in my heart to do, and I've discussed them with you. Um, and my body has told me something else, mm. and I'm trying to uh, not get in my head about it mm-hmm. and be prayerful about it. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing He told me is that. That's not what I told you to do first, though. <laughs> in my quiet time. Mm-hmm. And so I, I know what he told me to do first. So yeah, um, I'm being I'm being still enough to hear, mm-hmm. quiet enough to listen, and observant enough. Um, to be open, mindful, and prayerful. Mm-hmm. Thank you for um, your declaration on this morning. It mm. was right, right where I needed to be and right what I needed to hear. So mm-hmm. God bless you. Thank you. I love you. Amen. I love you more, sis. Planter boxes are fly. <laughs> I'm Thank telling you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. I heard two people. I heard I heard a man as well. Can we do this? We normally don't. Can we acquiesce to the fella just to get that testosterone on in the line? And then who was that? And you go right after him. Who was that? Ketra. Oh, hey, Ketra. Good morning, babe. Who who, who was that? Jeff G? Was that you? No, no. Oh, that's my brother. Okay. Okay. Go, bro. First of all, you acting messy. First so? of all, you I just want to get down because when you talk about this garden, you know, my wife has been after me to start this garden. So we soon you heard because we get your whole decoration. Baby, you ain't you you won't get the garden. So so listen, so you hold Uh huh. That's all I'm gonna say. But the thing about it, you know, it's it's something uh 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 I came in on your root system, and um, one of the things that I, I have to do every year is is go over to my sister Rob, and 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 um, she has like the little parcel of land, and and um, she lives in Fairview, so I have to go and I have to like clean it up and do everything because you know I like doing that for my sister, mm-hmm. and uh, every year it gets a little bit better, but better. One thing I do know about getting them old root system requires a lot of digging. Mm-hmm. And something that doesn't happen, or, or, or it's not a one-time thing. It's a process. You know, it's a process of getting those roots out. And sometimes you think you got everything out, and then they start growing a little bit, starts growing here, a little bit starts growing there. And so it's, it's, it's important to just keep growing in there and keep getting it out. And when you get those systems out, you can begin to see the results. 
because the land is a lot clearer, mm-hmm. you know. And then, you know, the more you do it, the more you can a- able to detect where the root systems are at, you know, once you begin to clear the land. And, you know, I, I say that to say that, you know, we, and you talked about us having the root systems in, in, in us, and, and, and it requires digging out. It requires digging out those old uh, destructive habits, those mm-hmm. so old things that, that, you know, were implanted into us. And, you know, once you begin to dig them out, it becomes a lot easier to find out what I need to clear out, you know, when they begin to spring up. And, you know, the, the gospel is well, trying well, to get are back you, to you, Are you planting the garden now while you're telling us the story? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to figure me. out. I'm going to need you to be still, Jack. <laughs> That's not me. That's not me. Oh, oh is that Juliet? Juliet, be still, jubilant. <laughs> no, that's not. You know, she's on the other side being quiet. Oh, okay, whatever. So I get on the phone and she remind me once again. You know, to go ahead and do this garden. So I'm, 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 a, I'm gonna call you a little later about how to start this garden and everything before you know she wear my ear off. But you okay. know, this, for getting me, God, gospel is about getting back into that garden. Yeah. You know, mankind started with the garden and the tree of life. Right. And then there's something in Revelation, you're going back again for the healing of the nations. So there's something about a garden that's Man. healing. I intended it to be. Very so cathartic. Yeah. Yep. It's very, yep. I promise it, it like, and, and, I, and then I got the unmitigated God to be hecka proud of it. Right. So I just go out there and stare at it sometimes. Um, you know, I, I see the growth from when I started to now. Yes, yeah, it's, it's um, yeah, it, it makes me mad at myself that I didn't just continue because my grandmother always, I mean, like my whole, I don't remember her not having um, something growing. Right. And now I, now I kind of get it. I get it on a different level. And uh, my grandmother was, she didn't say a whole bunch. You know, she wasn't, she wasn't of a whole bunch of words, but I understand the garden now more than I did then. So thank you for sharing, bro. Appreciate you. Well, you know, Daniel 12, I think it calls us the glorious land. Mm-hmm. And I think God is all proud because didn't he say, God looked upon everything and said it was very it was good. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All Absolutely. right. I'm on you. God bless you. Love you, Stacey. Bless you too. Love you more. Go ahead, Kedra. Hey, good morning, Victory family. So, in reference to the garden, um, I remember we had moved into this neighborhood. I think this was like the early 80s. And my mom, she planted some greens, I think some tomatoes and some cabbage, right in the front yard. And be mindful, these, this neighborhood is like modern houses. We the only black folks there. But she planted her some greens and stuff right in the front yard. And it grew. And when we needed something to eat, uh, you know, she would go cook us some greens or whatever it is. That's my garden section of the thing and um gardens are nourishing so i need to say that but i want to answer the question um when you say if we plant you what will grow but i got something to say i just something i want to testify to before i answer that question so first of all i needed a little dirt to grow 
Mm. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't been through the mud, but that dirt and that water, which made the mud, helped me to grow. You know, um, mm-hmm. sometimes the water and the mud, when it mixed together, it breaks up the rocky stuff. So, and um, I thought I was actually burying myself, but in all reality, I was being planted mm-hmm. so that I could grow. You know, so um, I've always heard coming up, reap what you sow. Sorry, go okay. ahead. Okay. All right. Sorry, so, I just you know, but the email. It's all good, but, but hallelujah to God's name because you reap what you sow. And, you know, I I didn't, I couldn't, and I didn't know how to take care of myself and tend to my own garden because what I was planting in me, I was planting all the things of this world in me. So I didn't know how to tend to the garden. Mm-hmm. You know, but glory be to God for his keeping, tending, and gardening hand. So, um, what will grow now, what will grow, you know, now that I'm planted, and I'm not rooted yet, because it's like, you know, God is always flourishing different things in my life, but what will grow is uh, consistency and stay in the course. I know mm-hmm. from the things that I've been, uh, that I have, was, where, I was, where I've been planted from, I know to stay consistency i know to stay the course so thank god for your declaration and um the different outlook on looking at things from a different perspective i love you that's all i got i love you too ladybug extra hard hey Hey. Hey, Uh, great decoration uh, decoration uh declaration this morning um, I started uh, planting, I don't have a yard, so I do have a window garden with my little green onions and some celery and cabbage that I started. And then I have succulents that I started from um, just pieces on my on my porch, some other little flowers. But I want to say I enjoyed your decoration this morning. Um, it was thick like the succulents. Going back on mute. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you for that. (laughs) Amen. Anybody else have questions, comments, commentary? Hey, Deanna, Kenya. I had an aha moment with the allow God to be the farmer so he can remove the rocks. I have a tendency to think that I can do it by myself, but. Right. Don't we all? You know somebody. You know somebody that don't think they can do it by themselves. I ain't met nobody yet. Listen, I'm I'm just not crazy enough to try anymore. Listen, because he he will. Have you ever had a moment where um, you are in the middle of doing something that is so stupid, um, like literally, like you, like what did I just do that for? What? Why did I do that? Anybody other than me? Absolutely. Can you again? Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. You get on the other side of it and be like, now, I know, I know better than that. Now, that was just dumb. (laughs) Right? And and for real, in real life, you you fool around and, and allow God to start plucking up. When you do things that defy what you know he told you to do, you, you start asking different questions. Okay. What's in the soil of my heart that produced that? Right. One of the things that the Lord 
um, told me is that I wasn't getting the right answers because I was not asking the right questions, right? So a lot of times we try to address the fruit without looking at the root. Have you ever brought home an apple that on the outside looked great, right? Like it, it appeared firm. Um, somebody needs to mute their phone. It appeared firm. It, it, it seemed like it was good. And then you get that joker home and you cut it and the whole center is brown. Has anybody other than me experienced that? I hate that. And it happens frequently, right? But until you get to a point where, because see, the, the reality is if I had looked at it more closely, I would have realized there was a worm in it. If I had paid attention a little bit, you know, a little bit deeper, if I had gone a little bit further, I would have recognized that something was the matter. 90% of the time when you have those kind of issues, it is in the root system. It has nothing to do with just the apple, or, right? It has more to do um, with the reality that there's something in the root system that is damaged, there's something in the root system that that isn't working. And so when I say, you know, those moments that I've done things and I'm asking myself, even after being saved, after being filled with the Holy Ghost, after being, um, quote unquote, in my mind, you know, because the intention was to be sold out, period. But the truth is there are things under the layers, which is why I said when I started to, to um, till the land, I went as deep as I could the first time, right? And then what you, what my grandmother used to do was she would heap, um, she would do something in the center and she would heap the dirt up on each side. And then she would go the next day and turn over the bottom soil and put it on the top, right? So there are things in the bottom soils of our hearts that are historical, that are some things happened in our childhood, something things happened um, in, in our places of worship, some things happened um, in our family that has created ooky root systems that have, uh, if you leave them long enough, what I noticed was there were places that turned almost into moss, Right. And so that literally happens in our hearts. That happens in our minds. It happens in places, um, you know, in the underlining of the soils of our heart that if we don't turn that stuff up, you have a whole mess on your hands. Quit. Hey, Amen. Anybody else have questions, comments, commentary? Good morning. Um, hey, Lisa. Good morning. And uh, I appreciate some declaration. I don't, I don't have a green thumb, and I don't garden. Uh, I'm scared of bugs, but I can certainly understand what you were saying about um, what kind of fruit are we bearing, and what God has been um, talking to me about in my quiet time of prayer and meditation is is hidden unforgiveness. Because sometimes I think that I forgave somebody for something or I'm not harboring resentment. Right. And God was uncovering to me and he was showing me pictures of people from the past that I had not let go. And so what I did is I just cried out to God, like God helped me to let go because I thought I did. But obviously I did not. 
So I needed his power to help pull up that root because what, what was happening is I was praying for another thing. But God was showing me I can't give you that thing until you let go of this unforgiveness. So mm-hmm. I can relate to what you was talking about because that unforgiveness was blocking me from getting over that over that bridge. Kind of like in, in the um little nursery rhyme, uh, Billy Goat Gruff, where you couldn't cross the bridge because the troll was blocking you. Well, unforgiveness is like a troll blocking mm-hmm. me from what God has for me in that green pasture. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just grateful that there's confirmation. You know, and that's why I, I I tune in because I know that this Holy Spirit and uh the Holy Spirit is in this line because it connects with my spirit, and I know I'm full of God's spirit. So um, I appreciate you, and I appreciate the call. Amen. Good morning, it's Miss D. Hey, Miss D. Good morning. Hey, yes. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> testimony this morning of the power of God to change and transform lives, you know. And I was listening, I just went back to several years ago around a discussion we had uh, on this call about that the roots and getting to the root of the matter, going down deep beyond the surface. And and a couple of days ago, a friend called, I'll call you back, son. A couple of days ago, a friend called, and she was talking about being old as dirt. And my first words out of my mouth was dirt, soil, we need to grow in. So... You know, it changed the context of her conversation as she was talking about herself in a demeaning manner, being old as dirt. But I thank God for the word and what you read about. It says that no one knows the Father until He reveals them. As we go through this process of digging through the and letting Him go through the chambers of our hearts, that's what you mentioned. Also, was hidden in the chambers of our hearts. That's when we begin to be revealed to the Father. And we began to know the Father as the Father knows and loves us. I thank you for that this morning. I thank God for using you this morning. There have been things that have been coming up for me in the last probably year and a half or whatever, but I always take notes when I uh, have that unction to write it down. And these were some of the things that came up. Going back to the roots, what's causing different things to keep showing up in life? Have I, I still need some pruning in some areas? Uh, the the uh, the other day I was pouring honey and all of a sudden I remembered that God is sweet no matter what it looks like how cloudy and dark it is but also just to know that He is continuously working tending to the garden of my heart that it can be turned over and cleaned out so bless you all this morning I'm gonna give my son a call back you know another line as I got on this call so you take care God bless you thank you so much I love you all Amen bless you love you back Hey D. Hey. So I'm going to just be real transparent because I, I don't know who else said that they don't like bugs, but I made the best mud pies on first and best. So you hear me what I say? Dug up the dirt <laughs> for my mud pie. <laughs> when it came to like gardening and all that stuff, that's not me. I will water and, and I might even pick up a, a, a few weeds or something, but that digging and that, you know how that onset in you too. I grew up with my godfather. We had the best garden on Ohio, greens and everything, um, but that's not me. So I need to probably do like Pretty Patrice and go give me a planter box and start small. So we got a big old um, field in that backyard of ours, and I could have a beautiful garden back there if I just get over that. Even mm-hmm. I'm 52, but, I, you know, like I said, I was known. My brother, those who know, he calls me dirt. 
and nobody knew right. why because I make when I tell you I make the best mud pies and they have Hilarious. real ingredients in them. But I'm not going to dig up no bugs. So I thank you this morning. And I'm going to go get me a planter box. And I will post pictures as it grows. I don't know what I'm going to print. Maybe tomatoes and jalapenos. That's good. Listen, I got some tomatoes, bell peppers, peppers, all of the stuff. But last the last time I had so many zucchinis, I had to keep giving bags away. I mean, I'm talking about big old monstrosities. <laughs> And and the crazy part is for, for those that are um, zucchini or squash eaters, they grow really, really fast, really, really big, just FYI, but they produce a lot of fruit. And if you don't know anything else, you could never go hungry with a garden that has zucchini and squash in it. Promise. I got a footnote for the zucchini. Um, like, I'm with Didi. I made the best mud pies, and um, I was a good <laughs> home ec cook cooker teacher so i got you on that zucchini bread if you want to give up the zucchinis i got the zucchini bread coming oh that's what's up yeah i love zucchini bread that's good stuff amen amen anybody else thank you for that uh dondria hi dion this is jamila hey jamila good morning it's so good to hear your voice <laughs> it's nice to be back on the line. Um, my daughter woke up this morning with me and got on the line. And she said, Mommy, do we have gardens? And oh. I was like, yes, baby. We have a planter garden, right? In the little planter boxes. But after oh. hearing the decoration, I feel like it was a shortcut because I didn't dig. Uh, <laughs> it is a shortcut. <laughs> <laughs> You so cheated. I, get out there. I did. I did. I feel like I cheated. So now I got to go out there and dig some dirt and in the rocks and get down deep. And so, but um, she asked me a question. She said, Mommy, well, I thought a plant, a garden was with flowers. And so then I had to go into um, to speak about pollination and um, and how the fruits and and how all the fruits start from a flower and the lemons and the apricot trees. I just thought it was a beautiful, beautiful moment for the for her and for me. And I thank you. I thank you for uh, pollinating and, and encouraging me to get in and do that that real work. Hello? Seems like it I can't hear away. you if you're talking, Dion. Oh, can you hear me now? All right. Yes. Yes. Can't hear you again. Maybe not. She's multitasking. Oh. Well, no, I, what I was trying to do was come off of um, come off of the board and go onto my phone. I'm sorry, guys. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay, cool. Um, but but I love that the baby heard what I said because she'll never forget it. That's planting. Right. Yes. Yes. You see, you see what I'm saying? Like she'll never yes. ever forget the story no different than in the scripture uh, the disciples 
the disciples said, Lord, why do you tell stories? Because <laughs> this, this is what opens this is what opens your eyes. This is what exposes you to. You guys notice I, I didn't realize um, the magnitude of um, the storytelling that I do until I, I have conversations with people at later days. We say, do you remember you told me X, Y, Z? And I'd be like, no, I don't even know what you're talking about. But I get it. I get it. it, it the more we share stories, um, and, and you know, the, the transparent ones, like even saying to myself, I remember being in, in situations, um, you know, and, and not a whole long time ago, uh, getting up out of a bed I ain't had no business being in and be like, why did I, what was that about? Especially as I grew in tenure in kingdom living. If we just keep it 100, you know, people don't really have those kinds of conversations. But the reality is we make decisions based on things that are in us period and we can act like we don't but it's some stuff in your flower bed it's some stuff in your garden it's some stuff in your heart that is old and historical and until you pull you know and then i i stop saying um i start asking now what is the root of that jesus so i can find that and get that out Right. And so there are places of abandonment. There are places of rejection. There are places of um, disappointment and frustration. And until you start doing that deep digging, until you start asking the right questions, that stuff is just there. Right. You may not see it. It's like in the dirt. Like I've been looking at the flower bed and I saw all of the, the dirt. And, you know, of course, there's an expectation because my, my backyard is really, really green. There was an expectation of some leaves being in. Like right now, there are leaves that have blown into the bed. And so I go out and I get them because I don't want them to sever any of the roots. I, you know, I'll, I'll just pull them up pretty quick. But that's what I see on the surface. But you start turning over that soil. You start seeing bitterness. You start seeing anger. You start seeing frustration. You start seeing disappointment. You start seeing those things that have the power to get in the way of the finished product it's there right but if you don't dig stuff up and dig stuff out and make room for your garden to flourish and to grow you you a plant but by george look here by the time it's all said and done you will see when, when the plant gets choked up you know you, you have to you, you really you do yourself a disservice when you don't dig up and root out you limit you limit the uh, potential of your garden, and so I just I want to you know encourage you today to to do the do the deep digging. Don't be scared. Sometimes it, you know it's uh, it's a workout. Say it again, Patricia. That was Catherine. I said that's a real tough job. Oh, okay. Hey, Catherine. Good morning, back. Yeah, no, it is some real stuff. Yeah, yeah, for real. Like I, I, I will never forget that. I think that's kind of when, because I was, I was grown enough in kingdom to not be doing that. I was like, no, that was dumb. <laughs> what, what was that about? And I was 
like, Lord, what's in my heart that even allowed me? What I I realized is there's a lie that we have sold ourselves, right? There is a trick that we've bought into that it's it's no different than somebody that has been um, delivered from, from addiction or delivered from lying or delivered from stealing, right? Or whatever. It, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be uh, 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 sex. It doesn't have to be, you know, it could be something very simple. But the reality is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, right? So there are some things sometimes we're too proud to address. I ain't telling nobody that, especially, especially uh, religious people. Because, you know, you've been saved 30 years to, to still be a whore is a lot, right? To still be a thief or a junkie or whatever, it's a lot. And it's embarrassing. And so we would rather stick to our lie, right? We'd rather stick to our secrets than be healed, than, than be shamed. Oh, good one. Oh, that's still a lot. You know, it's like you, you hide behind a lot. You know, it's obvious when you do that. Lord, yeah, but Jesus, that's what we do. Yeah, I know. That's what I said. Lord Jesus, help. Yeah, that's what we're we're trained to do that. We we have, but that's another reason why I think church was dismantled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you hear me? Yeah. Dismantled, right? So that a whole. Look, the root systems are being dug out, literally. Some things are being, some things, some people, some places are being uprooted and overturned, even as we speak. Straight up. The new garden is being planted right now. That's what this is. Yeah. Right? And so now we have an opportunity to go into a fresh planter box, fresh soil, fresh fresh dirt. Right. And grow up with healthy root systems. There are some things that God gave us an opportunity to irrigate, to air out, to rinse off, to refresh, to reset, to revive, to restore, to renew. But the the question you have to ask yourself is, are you willing to do the work of digging out the old root systems? Because true enough, we we just start right back and it's going to look like it looked. I don't want it. Amen to that. <laughs> I don't. I don't want. I don't want no old system nowhere on me. Period. So, anybody else have any questions, comments, commentary? I I do. I wanted to uh, chime in. It's the you say so much that's just so rich. Um, it's the work, right? Like doing. Doing the digging and the tilling and the turning over and the uncovering and and dealing with what you find when when you do all of that. Um, for the past like week, I have had I, I was in my prayer time and the scripture that came to me was um, they overcome by the word of their testimony Listen, and blood, blood and lamb. Yeah, and I and it and it sat with me and and then about a day later I heard it again in in, in a sermon that was being. And then two days later, it it came up again, and um, I don't know, I don't know yet what my testimony is, but I, um, 
uh, last week uh, um, someone was speaking about being in process. And uh, for me, I, I feel like I'm in this process and dealing with my struggles as we all do. And I, I, I became unplugged um, for for a bit. And it's that pulling yourself back up when you kind of fall off and 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 getting back getting back on um that can be challenging but you just got to keep sticking to it um i love the 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 analogy to the garden and 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 this life that we walk cuz there there's just so many of them and it's um yeah it's 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 good and this is a time for planting and for examining and tilling and yeah, in a minute. Go have a seat there. I'll get it for you. <laughs> um, it, it just in the, the inputs I'm finding, too, they, they matter, just like in the garden. What you put into the garden has a big impact on, on what, what, what you get out. Like, you can get some stuff, right, if you don't put the right impacts in, but it's not going to be as vibrant and as lush as it can be when you have the the right combination of of input. So, just as always, thank you for your obedience and, and your word and your wisdom um, and all that you give to so many people. Much appreciated. Amen. God be praised. Um, Priscilla, if uh, I muted you because there's like a, a feedback. I know that you're muted though. Um, I'll unmute you if you wanted to say something. Like yeah, a, I did want to say something. I'm sorry about that. Okay. I think I, you don't yeah, I normally, oh, I, I try to be so good about that. I, I was getting ready to say something and um, somebody jumped in and I didn't go back off of mute. So okay. um, anyway, uh, since I'm talking, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like to garden too. And I've been starting back gardening in my, on my, um, patio doing this and that and this was such a great like like the everyone has said you give us so much your sound you give us so much food to to think on and to contemplate and you know the analogy of the garden is great for the for your heart and I know because I get some reactions that come out of me I'm like God what is this this all about and and sometimes you just accept it as that it's just you and you don't ask the right mm-hmm. question. You don't do mm-hmm. the work, you know, because you've 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 made uh, your bed in it. You've just laid in it, you know. But I know that God. I love the question. If someone took a bite of you, or however you put it, what what? How would it taste? What would they? What would what would it? What would it be like? You know. And and um. Then you ask the question: Would it be unforgiveness? Would it be bitterness? Would it be lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh? What 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 is it? You know. Um. And as I I reflected on recently what I've I've changed and what I gardened, I repotted a plant that was given to me a couple of years ago, and it needed it desperately. It was root bound, and I knew it was. And the you know it's so root bound, the roots started growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, it just wanted to get out. It started, but then when I went to pick it out of the pot, it was so tight. Like you said, the earth was so hard. Mm-hmm. And I knew, I said, I can't even, I don't even see how water gets through here. I've got to dig, I got to get in there and, and um, loosen this dirt up before I repot it. 
So I started, and this is my intuitiveness doing this. I haven't read anything. I haven't done anything. It's just my, um, just something that uh, it's a gift that God's given you. And you're, you're just going off of this, this, this gift, knowing this is the right thing to do. And as I'm doing it, it is so hard and so tough to do. Um, and I'm not working. I'm Kevin found my garden tools and they're somewhere in the garage and, and I haven't found it. So I'm using what I got. Um, and as I'm reflecting on the convert on, on this, um, declaration, what God is, he's given me a couple of visions, but he's showing me that this was, this was my heart that I was working on. This right. is some things. Yeah. This was, it's some real tough, stony stuff going on in there. And mm-hmm. And I've been uptight and in this box for a while, and I've been needing to get it done. And he wants to help me work on it. And and I'm not done because even though I repotted it, I'm not happy with it. Mm-hmm. It looks good. It's interesting. It looks. He's telling me this as you're talking. <laughs> it looks good. You know, it looks like it's, it's, it's prettier. I put it in a prettier planter box, but it still mm-hmm. ain't done. Because it's still too tight. When I look at it, I still see the roots coming up, and I still see the tightness of right. it. And um, right. and I got to go back in. And I'm not, I'm not doing it right. So I'm not asking the right questions. Mhm. That's good, Priscilla. Dig, sis. That's good. You digging right now? I know I am. Mm-hmm. I'm digging right dig. now. Yeah. L- let me let me give. You. Let me give you guys a story um, just to, to put it together. I remember um, I, I was a rager, right? So I will, I will sit um, with things. I, I, I usually deal with stuff pretty quickly, but I had the tendency, like physical, like I used to like, <laughs> like fight a little taste. Um, but while I understand that as part of who God made me, um, I was not executing it the right way, right? So it wasn't it wasn't made for me to be a rager. It was made for me to be a, a kingdom fighter, right? Um, and so some of the stuff that is in us is necessary for where we are tracking, where we are going. I war in the spirit. But I remember the last time I got um, like really, really angry who I was in that moment, I did not like her. And I remember that moment, I said, okay, Lord, what is this? Where is it coming from? And how come I I have not been able to, to locate it? And it was that moment, um, it was one of the last times, like with my children being adult, I flashed on my son so hard, and and when I get that angry, I'm physically strong. Strong. That's how I knew it was not was not meant, right? And I remember saying, I don't ever want to feel like that again, behave like that again, um, or manifest like that, because it's a manifestation of things, darker things working on the inside of you. And I remember my my heart being full of repentance. I remember um, saying, I don't. 
And not only do I not ever want to be like that again, but Lord, I need you to show me what that stems from. And what I realized was it was, I spent a lot of time defending myself, protecting myself. Um, and it was a place of feeling unprotected. And, and you know, like uh, there was a level of, um, a level of anger that I had allowed to convert into rage. And things untended in your soil, they turn into something different. So for some of us who were fatherless, right, there is that um, that lack of a male presence or that abandonment from, you know, um, self-inflicted stuff, right, where you, you over-process or under-process. Um, and, and so in so doing, I had to start asking myself some questions um, on, on different levels. And so what it did was it empowered me. Um, I've not had that experience ever again because I'm a, I was aware that it stemmed from something way deeper. It didn't have anything to do with what my kid did. He just happened to be the, the vessel that God used to begin to unravel and unlock some things that were in my soil that I had not overturned. And so, you know, then I started doing that relational stuff. And even even now, um, you know, with, with all the things and the ails and the ailments, uh, Ill, illnesses and stuff that I've dealt with with my children, it started making me ask the questions. And I don't know if you guys remember but when when Josiah was was super ill, um, I asked the Lord, "What well, what what am I missing? You know, what what have I overlooked?" And He said, "You got to go deeper because some of this stuff is not what you see on the surface. Some of this stuff you may never know because it's on His Father's side, right?" And so you hear me refer all the time to the Book of Psalm or to to the Psalms, um, and and uh, that 139.16, every single day was written of you, right? And so what's, what's on this page of my life, Jesus? What's in this, this planter box right here that I need to see differently and understand differently? And so if you ask him to show you, he will start showing you what is written about you in the heavens. Right, so there's a, there's a lot to this whole gardening thing. There's a, you know, if you're dealing with um, promiscuity, chances are there is a, a, a seat or a bed of abandonment and rejection that you have, you have believed a lie about. You don't deserve anything different. Well, if my own father didn't love me, then why would any man love? I mean, like there are so many things and everyone's, um, land is different. You know, everybody has their own planter box. So you got to ask the right questions and you have to have the courage to deal with the answers. And so when I started dealing, even with, um, I was not really promiscuous. However, fornication was a piece, right? Because there was a resemblance of, of love connected with that, that physical intimacy. And so I had to ask those kind of questions. I remember the last time I fell, I was like, what the hell is this? Where did this come from? Because, you know, I'm steeped in the word. I know the word. I know how to apply the word to my life. But the beautiful thing is I had people that I could say, hey, listen, I, this is what happened. Um, number one, I need to make myself accountable, right? 
And and then you have to get to a place where you don't allow the guilt of it because there's therefore now no condemnation. Things happen in our lives. For those of you that have had bouts with addiction and you stumbled, you, you know, fell, went back to it, right? What is the thing, right? Because there, there's a piece of um, self-hatred that we don't acknowledge. <laughs> there's a, a means of, even though, you know, that, that's a, a form of attempted suicide because at the end of the day, it'll kill you, Right. So there are so many things you just have to ask the right questions. And so that maybe could be your focal prayer. Lord, what what question is it that I need to ask to get to the other side? What what piece of who you are um, revealing to me is no different than being revealed to the father. We only get revealed to the father. Right. We only get revealed to the father if if the son says it's cool, you can trust them with who you are and, and the plan that you have for their lives. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important. Amen. Hey, Dion. Yeah. Thank you, Dion. I wanted to just say that I'm so grateful for this opportunity because listening to you speak. Wait, readjust your, I know, readjust your mouth. Can, readjust your mouth. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Yeah. Hear me now? I was just yeah. saying that. A lot of the hurt and the abandonment and the betrayal, and a lot of us have a lot of strongholds and stuff that we won't allow to be dug up. You know, if we really be honest, like you said, you really got to ask the right questions. And it's, even if it's painful, um, some people will never know where they came from. You know, maybe they were left abandoned as, as a baby or whatever, but if we're not careful, we'll go through our entire lives um, with group that we won't allow God to even dig up. You know what I mean? So we have to really do some soul searching the inside. Not not so much what it looks like on the outside because some of us look like we're healthy and we have a lot going on, but the inside where our roots are so um just rotten, you know, because of our child a lot of it a lot of it I think is childhood trauma. A lot of it. So I know for me, even though I had a dad in my life, I still had other issues. So I just you know, that affected me with the first marriage. And even now, you know, dealing with my kids and watching them as young adults and get into relationships and because they came from a broken home. And, you know, I, I'm just trying to be more um, helpful in their circle so they don't have to get to 40 and 50 and still have a lot of dirt. You know, I mean, not, not dirt, but, you know, a lot of stuff that they won't even give it to God or, like you said, guilt. Because it is guilt tied to it, too, if you are abandoned or betrayed by a parent. I hope that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made complete sense. That was good. Hello, my name is Barbara, and this is my second time being on the line with you. And I just, you know, I am just so grateful and thankful um, out of the two times God has given me exactly, he has confirmed things that he has spoke to me about and just stepped out on. And what you have given today is so profound for me because um, planting seeds, getting to the root of it, and there's so much in our history uh, from generations that we carry within ourselves, which, you know, those cells, they are memory recall and we don't understand. And like you said, 
asking the right questions, being able to ask those right questions. God is taking me on this journey now where um, not only by myself but with a group of other people where we are doing a legacy plan. And it really frightened me because I didn't know what that really looked like. But in the process of doing it, he has revealed so much to me from, you know, a timeline, from a timeline, okay, of the strongholds and the bondage that has gone on for generations. And now I can look at that. I can speak to that as a kingdom um, who God created us to be. We're kingdom children. Um, we're royalty as we partner with him. But it takes some coming back constantly and being in that personal relationship, that intimacy, so that these things can be revealed. And I, I am just, just overjoyed with what God is doing and how he's just bringing revelation. Um, it's just like, before you could call, I will answer. And you're there. And he's giving you what you need. He's putting those pieces to the, the puzzle together. So I just say thank you very much and blessings to you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ms. Barbara, for sharing um, and thank you for joining us. We're grateful to have you. Uh, we, we say all the time, keep coming. Um, this has been a lifeline for all of us, um, in, including myself. Um, <clears throat> so don't, don't think it's strange. I've not, I've not arrived. I am yet uh, overturning soil. And, and to be very honest, um, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, I'm listening. I'm just, I was agreeing with you. Amen. Um, I, I want to I wanna say this. Um, one of the, the hardest things for us to do when we make an error, um, even while we're on our journey, is to forgive ourselves. You know, to um, what I've learned how to do when I do something that I know is not the character of God or the mind of Christ for my life. I immediately now say, thank you, Lord, for revealing that that's in my heart, that this is not about a physical act. This is not about a deed. This is not about doing something that we deem stupid or silly, right? So the enemy comes to accuse us. But what I've learned how to do is I write that thing down, and then I take it before the throne of grace. And so we call that entering the courts. And I, I, then I start to ask the Lord to reveal to me the origin of the error, even if it's not my infraction, even it is, if it is an iniquity, if it is iniquitous behavior, which means bloodline stuff that sometimes mm -hmm. has nothing to do with you. And so mm -hmm. when, when you present things, you present them very differently when you recognize that it did not come to destroy you, it came to expose an area that God's love needs to hit. It's like mm -hmm. the place that no water can get. And so that's where the water of the spirit comes. And then I have a uh, a text message from the bishop. Bishop? <laughs> yes, bishop. <laughs> Don't be messy ignoring Dion. me. <laughs> messy, messy. Don't y'all. I, I just want y'all to know. From you. <laughs> whatever, whatever. 
You don't have to pick up everything. So it's in your bloodline. You know, <laughs> it's in your bloodline. Andrea, are you are you being an antagonist right now? No, I'm speaking <laughs> those things that that's in your bloodline, sis. <laughs> Okay, Dondre, nobody asked you to get all deep and stuff. I'm just trying to have a conversation, okay? Okay. Just text me that zucchini bread recipe. Anyway, so so when Alicia spoke about how she don't, she's scared of bugs. Me, I rose. My, I, I rose. <laughs> I, I, I lifted my hand. Um, Didi talked about mud pies. No, ma'am, never done it, never will. I just, I'm not a gardener like that. Right. And so I want to speak to the people who are like, oh, man, I mean, I got to go get a garden. Not necessarily. I mean, you know, if you want to, you don't have nothing to do anyway. But here's the here's what the Lord revealed to me. Um, I did plant a garden. I planted a garden a little over 40 years ago. The first one, I plucked it up and killed it. That was my first abortion. Bam. Selah. Yeah. My baby's name is Saray. That was my first abortion. It was the only abortion. It was the last abortion. And then and then I was blessed to be able to plant three more seeds um, in my garden, my virtual garden, my garden of life. And I nurtured them. I nurtured them. Then I was, uh, um, there were some transplants that came along probably about six years later. Um, and I nurtured them as well. And, you know, they got older, my children, my children, my seeds, my children. They got older and they started doing their own thing. They were taught the word of God. They went to children's church, all of those things, you know, but they strayed away. And I was just like, I could not figure out where I had gone wrong in planting, um, nurturing and all of that stuff. And, and it really tore me up, like the lifestyles that they began to live. Um, that they're, they're completely opposite of me, like completely opposite of me, but I love my kids. And so, <clears throat> I realized that there was work that had to be done. There were some hurts that were there. Part of it was my fault. Part of it was there, them growing up and it being life and the perception that they had. And I remember having a conversation. Listen to me. I remember saying I was agonizing over it. Like, I don't want, I was, I didn't want to be a stumbling block to my children. I didn't want them to be the, I didn't want to be the reason in my children's life that they completely turned away from God. Right. And it probably sounds a lot worse than, it, it, it probably wasn't as bad as I am, it, it, as it was to me, but it was still as a mom, you know, there were certain expectations that I had trying to be in control. I can't control somebody else's life. I have a hard enough time trying to control my life. I like sweets. I like French fries. I have a hard enough time trying to um, deny my flesh of eating French fries and fried chicken. I just like that stuff. It's quicker to fix anyway. So I'm going to come to a point. During this pandemic, the Lord has allowed me to retill the garden all over again. I'm not able Come to do on. it daily. Yes, Lord. Yes, yes Lord. Yes. It's been a long time. Yeah. And and I wasn't scared for my children. The Lord wouldn't allow me to be afraid for them because there's work that they have to do as individuals, but there's also work that we, my children and I, have to do as a family. And so um, even, even with the head gardener being gone, the work is, God still trusts me with those six lives and the offspring that they've you know, the, the, the fruit 
that they have added to the garden. God trust, God trust me with that. And so during the pandemic, oh my God, um, our, we pr- practically every day we're weeding or um, adding something, or maybe they're adding something, right? Because they're learning how to add something through text messages. Yeah. And then once a week we get together, it's disguised as family time, <laughs> but you got to be wise as as serpents and harmless as doves. They get the word once a week on Sundays through Zoom in the form of Bible study, in the, oh, excuse me, Bible stories. That's, that's my form of, because I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the garden my dad plant. I hooray him, talk, see how beautiful his flowers are. I might even post them. I'm not, that's not me. I can't take on another project right now. But, but it's okay because I get the concept and understand my work as a gardener virtually and spiritually is not done yet with my children. And so they're going to learn what my dad taught me, right? I learned what my dad taught me. My dad, I, I then taught my children, and they're not at, in complete condition to teach their children the word of God. But that's where Meemaw steps in, and I'm able to help them with their garden. That's all I wanted to say. So don't feel like you got to go get a planter box. And you might. I'm just saying you don't have to feel obligated to do that. There are different ways that we can plant gardens. And I just want you to be open to however God speaks to you on the way that you should do it. That's it. That's all. Thank you, Bishop. That was a lot, Bishop. That was confirmation for me. That was so dope. Thank you, Bishop. That was yeah. confirmation. Oh, my God. Really you guys not, are killing me. I'm really not Thank trying you. to know. We're, we're, we're lifting you. Um, I'm really not trying to be deep, okay. and I'm really not trying to be funny. No, honestly, for, you know, oh, I'm not going to speak on your title. I'm not. I'm talking about myself. But thank you for being um, telling us about different ways of guarding because exactly what you said is confirmation of what God gave me yesterday. So I'm the oldest grandchild in my family, on both sides of my family. I'm the oldest daughter on my paternal side and the oldest on my maternal side. And God gave me to, um, I've done a few times to, over the years to really try to connect our family, even when my grandmother was passing and we were having multiple deaths in our family. Um, but this time he's told me for sure to make sure that we can reach out and get together on Zoom and have the um, connection of the cousins. And, and sometimes I'll, I'll fall back and I'll, I'll fall back. And thank you for Dion for saying that you're a rager. Because I was, I'm also a rager, and I learned how I picked some of that up from my mother. But also, no, because I was born in the, you know, 60s and 64 and civil rights era during the riots and chaos and all of that. That um, I'm born for a time of transition, and 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 God planted it in me to be a fighter, like a spiritual fighter, like you said. And so to pull my family together, we're a bunch of strong women to come together to reconnect, to pull the the re, the weeds out and be connected again um and planted in the garden i'll fall back again like i say when you're have around a bunch of strong women and you know we all have our own ideas about things um to come together but um as the oldest child you have a birthright and a birth order and i will not abdicate that birthright you know from what satan tries to put in my mind to leave them alone and let them do what they want to do and all of that no i have a responsibility to sow those seeds and plant in the garden and to weed it and pull it out and pull us together to the extent that god will empower me to do so Dion, thank you for um 
given those last few words, which, which was so amazing, which was that, um, you know, of course we know about the iniquities in our bloodline, but um, that those things that are revealed in our hearts, um, God came to expose them. Lord God, so that God's love can hit it and that the water of the spirit can water that thing. And that was just so beautiful to me. Yes, Lord God. So I thank you for that um, sharing and um, confirmation of what my assignment is to be. And no matter what they say and how they feel about it. And, and we're all open now. You said because we have this time of Sabbath rest and during the pandemic, things are being done um, newly again. And God is um, circumcising our hearts and allowing the families again to um, come together. Because we're nice on the surface, but then we have so many issues in our garden, lots of weeds, and the roots are compacted in the hard soil and the hard hearts and all of that wonderful thing. So thank you for that. And if you want me to come back later, I could tell the story. Also, I wanted to just have a little bit of a um, testimony. I could share that now or come back later about also about the roots that you plant um, um, in our lives back in 20, um, 2001. Um, um, God tapped me on the shoulder to work on a judicial campaign. And declare victory, long story short, I just want to say thank you. God blessed us. We have, God placed one of our very own through our governor, Gavin Newsom, placed one of our very own as Alameda County Superior Court Judge, say sanctified and filled with a mighty burning fire. We have an Alameda County judge that's going to judge the righteous the Psalms that I want to speak, um, ask you to continue to pray for her because now that she goes into the courts and, you know, when you're saved and um, dealing in the government, she's going to come under attack a little bit. So I want to say um, Psalms 71 and Amplify says, um, as they talk about the qualities of the just judge, and they're talking about Jesus and God, but we attribute these to us on earth. Give the king knowledge of your judgment, O God. And the spirit of your righteousness to the king's son to guide in all his ways. May she judge your people with righteousness and you're afflicted with justice. May she bring justice to the poor among the people and save the children of the needy and crush the oppressor. And that came back to my spirit when Tanya and um, Tina Sanajay were talking about their children that are in the courts, that are in the jail system, and how God used the judge or the attorney or the district attorney to overturn uh, Sanajay's sons in wrongful imprisonment. We need people on the courts and in the government and in the judicial system that will have the courage to go against the system, the systematic, um, you know, the oppressor is the devil. He also gets his hands in those kinds of things and allows the injustice to prevail. But we need to continue to pray for our people who are on those courts and in that system that can do righteousness to fight against the oppressors and those colleagues and stuff that want to continue to sweep things under the rug and not stand Amen. for righteousness. So continue to play. pray for the Honorable Judge Jocelyn C. Jones. Amen. That's awesome. That's really, really awesome. That's that's good stuff. That's that's also a blossom, right? That's that's something that uh, we've we've been planting in the spirit to manifest in the natural. So thank you for sharing that as well, Dondria. Um, Tanya, thank you for um, the analogy of the kids. I want to share this as we uh, we are way over time. I'm going to say this really quick. Um, for those of you that have been here for a while. <clears throat> Um, between Josiah's sickness, Demaria's um, mental illness struggle, and even my my eldest son's um, struggling with addiction, 
I, I say all of that stuff openly, you know, for, for my kids. They used to be like, why you tell all of our business? I said, honey, you don't have no business. This is not even about you. This is about me. And and the reason that I share it is so that we know how to pray. So that at the end of the day, number one, God can be glorified. I say all of it because there is always a recovery. There is always a redemption. There is always a manifestation. And here recently, Demarie moved out. Um, and for those that have been around this time last year, my, my baby was physically in the backyard child had been shaved his head. I mean, just, it was, it was horrible. Um, the, the mental illness was, was overwhelming. And so yesterday when he, he came, he came and he hung out, I was, I was sitting on the couch the other day. Uh, I had cooked some food and, um, so he'll come a couple of times a week or whatnot. And, um, as he got here, uh, I had finished dinner. And so he and his brothers were sitting at the table laughing and talking and, um, I just, I felt the power of the presence of God because he told me, I remember the very first time I, I took him to the hospital with his, his struggle and the Holy Spirit asked me just as plain as my name is Dion, do you trust me? Now, this is my baby that used to preach at two years old. Have a seat. The Lord has a word. It's my baby that used to prophesy and all of the stuff. And so when he got sick mentally, it, it messed me up. It kind of it threw me for a loop because I'm thinking to myself, okay, this one got the cancer. This one has mental illness. This one struggling. I'm like, Lord, what in the world? What What is it? And he said, if if I don't do it like this, you will think that you can take the credit. I am the gardener. I know what I'm doing. His voice will speak specifically to this. And so I'm looking at them and I just began to worship. Normally I, I go, because I don't, I don't want to overwhelm them. I'm, I'm a Jesus freak already. Y'all know they probably super sick of me because I will bust out in a minute. But I try to, you know, do it in the cut. I couldn't even move. I was so overwhelmed with gratitude. And um, we, we have these conversations about examining our tears. And, and so I could feel the tears that were running down my face. They were weighty, but they were warm. They were gentle tears. They were tears of complete gratitude. And he, he came in here. He had his uniform on for work. Now, this is the boy that the doctors told me I probably have to hold his hand the rest of his life, that he would probably never be able to live on his own. And I'm I'm looking at him, and then I'm looking at my, my eldest son, Sober. I'm looking at my my baby who was 85 pounds uh, with, with rocks in his pockets, with his little Walmart gear on, and I'm thinking, you are so faithful. You are so constant. You are so uh, mighty. You are a God of great counsel. You are a keeper. You are a provider. You are a protector. Now, mind you, I planted a garden when I didn't know how I was going to pay my rent. This was almost this was almost four years ago, and I'm in the same house using the very same flower bed, and I'm looking at uh, my children sitting and laughing in their right minds and sober and well, and this is the baby that I had to shower and dress and feed, and I'm thinking to myself, God, you never fail. You never fail. And I don't care what it looks like. And I don't care how painful the digging is. But what it did was now, instead of us 
all in our individual places. We are all together and family, and I'm not worried about where this one is or where that one is. Here we are in the house, and you have been a keeper. Right now, I'm, it's, it's just it's the most amazing thing um, that even when you don't understand and when you can't see that Romans 8 and 28 is infallible, the infallible word of God. It is impossible for him to fail. It is impossible for him to blow it. It's impossible for him to change his mind. It's impossible for his word to fall on the ground and not return back to him having accomplished that which he sent it to do. And so it may not happen in your time. It may not happen uh, in, in your uh, time frame. But just know this, there are the inner workings, hallelujah, the inner workings that God, even in his greatness, is working in and through you. And so I don't care what you're dealing with. I don't care how many rocks are in your garden. I don't care how many poor root systems are in your garden. Listen, keep going, keep digging, keep pulling up, keep plucking out. And when something happens, don't beat yourself up and hide. Begin to rejoice and say, God, you love me enough to show me this broken system. You love me enough to be patient with myself as I blossom and bloom into that beautiful something you call me. You love me enough to get me from the place of confusion and fear and doubt and failure into a place of purpose and promise and prominence. You are seated in heavenly places. You are a king's kid. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation. Everything about you is beautiful. Even your broke down systems, even your ill irrigation systems, I guarantee you, if you just keep on feeling Keep going. And as my baby got ready to leave, he said, uh, Mama, come here. So I, I go to where he's at, and he's like, here, here you go. And my baby, <laughs> the one who they said I was going to have to hold his hand, handed me some money. Here, you take care of what you got to take care of. I say, well, what about your house? My house covered here. This is for you, Mama. I said, Jesus, you... <laughs> You know, and you be thinking that they can't hear you. You think that they don't understand. You think that they don't get it. But listen, I need you to know. The, the garden is coming. Quit tripping. Amen. So it's a million o'clock. It's 8.16. I talked for eight whole minutes. Hallelujah. I, got, I could do this all day. I could talk. I could tell of his goodness all day. I could talk about how faithful he's been. And I do mean all day. Amen. Hopefully, all hearts and minds mm -hmm. are clear. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. This Kendra, now, as, as my only born is getting in the car with me for us to go do what we do, me and you don't have to have a talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry about that. Just keep on loving them. That's it. Just keep on loving them. Dion, yeah, I love you. I'm hanging up. <laughs> yeah, Diana, I love you. This, this, this lesson was so full of life. Hallelujah. Thank you. Yes, whoever's saying my name, go ahead. I I just want to say I love you. Can you give me a strawberry, a squawberry when they when they grow? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Love you all.
Miss Leo. Have a great day. Love you guys. Love y'all. Love you guys. Have a blessed day. And be safe. Be honest. Be honest. Okay, you just let a match. <laughs> Love you too, Yvonne. I'm sorry. Say it again. You just let a match. Amen. Amen. Good day. You too, Yvonne. Love you. Thank you, Yvonne. You have a blessed day too. Have a great day. You beat me to it. I was just about to pick up the phone to call you. (laughs) 